Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city, and also the host of every year's Men's College World Series Championships, the city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing today? Doing awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, you and I were just talking before we started this broadcast about uh, I was watching uh, Wake Forest and Stanford, and uh, and I saw the kid from uh, Wake Forest hit a home run to tie the game at one in the what, the bottom of the second, something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, they haven't had many home runs in that stadium, but they've had a few so far. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, so I, I'm. That's great. That's a that's a hard uh, stadium to knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Florida hit quite a few out last night. I, I, I mean, the, I can't. I don't think you could ask for a better first day of a college world yeah. series than the, both those games yesterday. Both come down to the wire. Both come down to the ninth inning. Florida walks it off. Uh, Oral Roberts walks it off effectively yeah. in the top of the ninth. I mean, TCO had chances to win that, but even then, that's still an exciting game, and that's really what you want. And this College World Series is going to be a ton of fun because I think, legitimately, I think all these teams could win, maybe with the exception exception of Oral Roberts. But after that game last night, I'm convinced that they have what it takes as well. They they TCU is not a bad team at all. So, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be there. Or I, I should say Grandpa and I will be together for probably our next episode. So I got to bring microphones and all that kind of stuff uh, with me when I come down. But our next episode will be in person together. And, yeah. Um, so you're, do you have, you have a dog in the fight in this College World Series? Not really. You, I usually don't. Um, and I kind of just watch all the games and then kind of just start gravitating towards one team and then I just cheer for them. And if they get out, then kind of my second option. But, uh, I, I, last year, I think, um, I was, I I really wanted, um, Ole Miss to win. I mean, Ole Miss ended up winning, but I think I I was, I was kind of on the Ole Miss train from earlier, um, in the college world series. I wasn't just, as soon as they got down to like they were one of the last two, four teams in or last three teams in, then it was, oh yeah, I'm going to cheer on Ole Miss. But uh, yeah, I usually just kind of watch and see which team I'm liking and, and kind of their, their vibe. But what about you, grandpa? Do you have a specific dog in this, in this uh, tournament here or well, are you kind of like me? You know, my, my alma mater is Omaha university or what's called now university of Nebraska at Omaha. And they play in the summit league and that's the league that Oral Roberts plays in. And so it's, it's like, wow, that's if Oral Roberts can be in there or UNO can be in there. Or, you know, you've seen so many times Coastal Carolina wins the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Where did uh, – you know, you're not going to see that in, in college football. Uh, oh, no. You're going to see top dogs in there. TCU, of course, they didn't win it last year, but uh, they were a little bit of a surprise, a bit of an underdog. But still, TCU's in the – Big 12, and, you know, they're used to winning. They had great players. Um, so, I don't know. I, I I guess I'll be rooting for Oral Roberts until, as you said, you find another team to get behind. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's like I don't like the other team. Virginia might be another uh, team that I would root for. Uh, the, the coach there used to play for uh, Creighton, play baseball for Creighton. So, that's another oh, okay. kind of a Brian O'Connor. Um, so, oh yeah, yeah. I remember I, them talking about I that last that would night. Be a, that'd be enough. But the the thing, I was just looking to see what the attendance was yesterday, and I didn't I didn't find that yet. But 
just in looking at the game, it looks like there are a lot of people there, which people don't understand uh, how rare it is for the local population to have a dog in the fight. I mean, the UNO or Creighton or Nebraska, um, and for them to show up in volumes uh, and support this event year in and year out, it's just amazing. And that that's just that's just Nebraska fans. Yeah, and I, I mean, people have this as a tr- tradition that they do. Like, Nebraska's not in this, is has not been in this for 20-some years now. Um, and so it's not like, oh, like, oh, we're hosting in Omaha, so yeah, if Nebraska's in it, then we'll get all these fans. No, the fans come anyway because they just love watching these. Th- it's it's so much fun to be there. The atmosphere uh, is probably uh, – I've been – I mean, Grandpa, you and I have both been to March Madness games. We've both been to this. Yep. We've both been to um, – uh, Nebraska football games, obviously that tops it all. But uh, I, I think the this, the College World Series just being there um, and and watching these games when it gets down to you you get the final six or so teams in those games get all, even more fun because they're so competitive. And I mean to be fair, all these games are re- really competitive right now, um, and so it's it's just fun to be there. I think that the College World Series may be more fun to be at. Depend like just based on a per game basis, if you were to go to every single game of March Madness in every single game of the College World Series, on average, you probably the games would be probably more entertaining and more fun to just be there for the College World Series games on average, and I think for March Madness. But maybe that's just an effect of having so many big mismatches in March Madness, but who knows. Um, but anyway, I think that being at a College World Series game is probably in in my experience has been more fun than being at a March Madness game. It's still cool to go to both. Obviously they're still both amazing, but I think that the college world series, just that atmosphere and the, the fans there are uh, like, they'll try, you'll be like, Oh yeah, you're, you're not going to see anyone from Stanford show up. Stanford has a massive fan section right now. Like it's, yeah. it's amazing how far these teams uh, it's, supporters are willing to travel for this. Uh, and uh, it, it just brings a, a really special atmosphere to Omaha. You can't really get it anywhere else. There's nothing really like it um, in, in, in college sports in general. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's the venue there is really, really neat. I, I took you to your first college world series uh, baseball game. You, you, yeah, you probably don't remember that. I took you and your dad down to Rosenblatt and cause I got a couple of tickets and I gave the tickets to you and your dad. And uh, so you were just a little kid, five, six years old, something like that. And I don't know if you remember anything. I, I don't remember that. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I remember the only thing I remember about Rosenblatt because they they tore down the old stadium. I yeah. only remember being at TD Ameritrade Parker, as now it's called Charles Schwab Field, which is much harder to say. Um, and what do they call it the Chuck. Yeah, the Chuck or what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, I don't eh. like that. Yeah, chuck. no. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just remember going to games there. Um, but I I do remember Rosenblatt. On the site that they used to have Rosenblatt, they now have like a mini sort of yeah. Rosenblatt thing. So I remember going there because it's right by the Omaha Zoo. Yeah. Um, the the Henry Drula Zoo um, in in Omaha, and I just remember running around the bases there. But so that's all I remember about Rosenblatt. Uh, anyway, um, let's go on to some Husker news here. Uh, this biggest is, news. This is a show about Husker athletics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not just not just Nebraska related sports things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The biggest news that broke oh, during this past week. Drum roll. Yeah, no kidding. Jordy Ball transfers from national two-time defending national champ Oklahoma Sooners to Nebraska, comes back home for her final two years of eligibility. Um, 
last week, Grandpa, you you brought this up. You said, "Oh, I don't know." Like, like Nebraska softball looks good next year. We just don't know who's going to pitch. Like, we don't right. have a pitcher fill in. Boom! You just need to say things for Nebraska football. Oh yeah, okay. We don't have a defensive end. Okay, if, if, as long <laughs> as Grandpa says it, we're going to get a a really crazy transfer in the next week. So, um, but yeah, that was that was. Huge, huge, huge. And Rhonda Ravel has to say it's like she should play the lottery. I mean, she, I think she just won the lottery. But you get, you know, and and a pitcher in softball is different from a, a way different from a pitcher in in baseball. Uh, uh, you know, the in, in softball, a, a a pitcher can pitch many many games. Even Courtney Wallace uh, last year for Nebraska. Uh, I think she won, I don't think, 23, 24, 25 games, something like that. Well, that's wow. unless you're in the major leagues pitching, you know, on a 180 games or whatever it is, uh, you, you're not going to get that, that many uh, chances. But so bottom line is that somebody like Jordy Ball can make a huge difference. And I got to believe, I got to believe that the news of that, having Jordy coming to Nebraska, is going to bring in some transfer portals. You know, so oh, hopefully you, I would imagine it has to, they're going to, they're going to play. They're going to be national championship contenders. Uh, certainly you got to look at big 10 um, and they'll be hosting, I believe a regional and having that Jordy ball pitching. Have you seen her? You've seen her pitch. Oh yeah. It's like, Holy yikes. She's a, yeah. she's a great player. And I think a really good kid too. Yes. Yeah. And that's everyone that I've seen. I was scrolling through Twitter, um, just kind of looking for news and stuff to add into this. Um, uh, yes, last night and everything I was seeing about that was just glowing praise, praise for her, praise for her character, praise for her play. And it's, um, it's just outstanding. My question is, do you, maybe you have the answer to this. I didn't see anything. Why is she leaving? Oklahoma after winning two consecutive national championships. Why is why is this happening? That's it. Just it, I'm glad that it's happening. Yeah. I it just doesn't make sense in my mind. Why like that? This would be like Bryce Young leaving Alabama last year to transfer to like I, I don't know like Clemson or something like that. Where who they they they're kind of close to contending for national championships, but they're not really there. Um, and he's just come off contending for national championships like it just doesn't make sense in my head why you'd leave a winning program it's it's called the home team she's from nebraska her family's here now they're going to be able to see her play for the next two years um that's that's the overpowering that's what i'm reading and hearing that that it's just she has strong family ties and she loves the state of nebraska and and she was recruited by nebraska and i think she was committed at one time to Nebraska. And I don't know, I don't remember, uh, and I, I haven't been able to find out any inf information of what happened, why she went to Oklahoma instead of uh, honoring her commitment to Nebraska. But that's, that's a, that's for another broadcast, but, uh, yeah, but she, she is that you have the stats on her. Do you want to read those over the last? Yeah. Two so this is over her two years at Oklahoma. Uh, she has 397 strikeouts in 282.2 innings for a 1.0 ERA, um, which is, that is. That's insane. That's insane. That yeah. is crazy. Like, like, I mean, we, we really love Courtney Wallace here on the show and we thought she was amazing. Yeah. And like Courtney Wallace is amazing. I will, I will give her that. She's, she's given Nebraska a bunch. Um, we could not have asked for, uh, 
a better pitcher for these last four years. And, but still like you, there's no competing with this. Like that is absolutely insane. Um, like, I don't even know what to say. It's, it's, it's just, the numbers are the numbers. Like you, you see that and you don't even have to watch, like I don't even have to watch film. I just know that. Yeah, she's good. You cannot fake that. You can't fake 397 strikeouts in less than 300 innings. No, no, no. So that's almost two. I mean, you, two strikeouts per inning ish. Like if you if no. you if you round up and or, I mean if you round up and round down on one hand. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it he you know we got turned down by Dylan Raiola. You know he's going to go to Georgia, but not only Jordy Ball, but there's been some other great news coming in to Husker Athletics uh, this past week. It's just it's like yeah we got that bad news. Then we got Danny Kalen. That was that was kind of reduce the sting of Dylan's uh, uh, going to Georgia. But then uh, you look at what happened with Jordy Ball and then Jordan Larson and and Rob Childers, which we'll, we'll talk about both of those people in a minute. But uh, so I, I think Ball might be the Dylan Raiola of softball. You know, the, one of the best and maybe to ever play the game, we'll, we'll, you know, and Dylan hasn't played a down of college football yet. But so uh, – you know, and the other thing is that that uh, Jordy has has you know her resume is out there. She has two national championships, um, and uh, and all the, the stats there that she had. And over that those two years, uh, Oklahoma went forty four and two. 40 yeah, two. That's amazing. Uh huh. Yeah, and I mean, when you come from winning program, you bring winning uh processes 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 my goodness i can say that. uh you bring winning processes you bring winning habits you bring winning mentality and that's what's important to get nebraska over this hump of uh one hosting a regional to making it to super regionals and then the third step will be obviously making it to the women's college world series um in oklahoma city so it's just you have to get over each one of those, and she has she's she knows what it's like to be on a team that has gotten over those not once but twice in all three of those. Oklahoma hosted the regional for the past two straight years. They got to the super regionals the past two straight years. They made it to the women's college world series the past two straight years, and she knows how to win the women's college world series as Oklahoma did the past two straight years. So, I mean, this is this is um monumental. So, and as you said. She might. She's the Dylan Rella of Nebraska softball, as you said earlier, uh, about five or six minutes ago, that Jordy Ball could pull more recruits. Now that she's coming to Nebraska, she can pull more recruits to Nebraska. Um, and and have that transfer portal poll that we thought Dylan Rola might have, where you see more four and five stars coming to Nebraska if Dylan decides to come to Nebraska. So she can have that same kind of effect. Uh, and then you get her coming to Nebraska along with the Andrew sisters, Billy and Brooke, um, who Billy was batting a, a, a three, four, five last year, and Brooke bat, uh, um, went for a three, one, one last year, which are both pretty darn good um, in, in, I, if I would say so. And so, yeah, I mean, this team's going to be contending for definitely super regional places and hopefully a women's college world series spot. So we'll see how that goes. Um, anything else you got about Husker softball here, grandpa? Well, I just, I, I aired uh, the uh, last year, the Oklahoma Sooners went 59 and three, this is 22. And uh, I'm not sure what they did 
last year in uh, let's see, 23, 61 and one. So I was so 61 and one and 59 and three. Uh, Journey was 44 and two in her own personal record. So that's still pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I wanted to make that correction because yeah, yeah. that's not right. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't have anything more. We'll just I can't wait. You know, sometimes we get after football season and it's like, well, what are we going to talk about? Well, there's going to be a lot to uh, lot to talk about. And that's exciting. I can't I can't wait. And Rhonda Rebell has to be saying, uh, wow, <laughs> she had to play the lottery. You know, with that yeah, no kidding. No <laughs> kidding. Um, do you want to talk about some of this Nebraska baseball news real quick here, Grandpa, before we move on to our QB room preview? Yeah, well, we got volleyball, too. You want to? Oh, right. Sorry, I just skipped over yeah. that. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, volleyball got some incredible news. Again, we got bad news, Dylan Royola. Good news, you know, all the other things that are going on. The other, the other uh, good news, Jordan Larson. Uh, as of, I think it's, I think it's July first or whatever that Nebraska can have a third full-time uh, assistant coach, and they were able to hire Jordan Larson, who is one of the greatest women volleyball players ever and she's uh, she's going to be playing for the u.s national team coming up uh, this summer so she's not going to be around for a while but that's okay she's going to be back uh, in the thick in the thick of things think about what recruiting is like yeah jordan larson is going to be one of your coaches are you kidding me yeah no kidding <laughs> that's, that's just incredible that would be like going to college and then having your quarterback's coach be tom brady or something like that. like, that's <laughs> the know. same thing and then uh, just yesterday, Nebraska got a commit from Campbell Flynn, who was a 6'3 setter. She's from uh, Rochester Hills, Michigan. Uh, so they plunked her out of the class. Of, this is for the class of 25, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, Prep Dig uh, has her at the number number five player in the nation. So Wow. Uh, and they're, they're also looking at the, the number one player uh, who is in, down in Kansas City. Um, and uh, – and, and then Campbell Flynn, it, it, you know, uh, Jordan Larson is be playing for the U.S. national team. Well, uh, Campbell Flynn is going to be playing for the U.S. junior national team. So you're you're seeing the elite, obviously, in coaching and the elite in players, and that's uh, that's just that's phenomenal. Yeah, that's. I mean, you talk about success at the highest level. That is the highest level is playing Absolutely. for your country because you yeah. take the three hundred and thirty. I mean, obviously, it's not three hundred and thirty million eligible candidates to play on that team because some of them are your age, Grandpa. And um, yep. Then you you take I, I don't know what say like sixty million people that would be eligible, like sixty million volleyball players that are able to contend for that national team spot to per se um and that seems like a lot but maybe i don't know i'm just throwing out random numbers um you you take all that and um you you i mean and then you have those two at nebraska themselves that's just that's just crazy so and the you want to talk about the two uh team captains that were selected yeah so lexi rodriguez and Merritt Beeson, um, who she merits a transfer from Florida. From I, 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 has she played for Nebraska? I don't think she no, has. She played, she played yet. this spring at the or at, this spring. Uh, okay, yeah, right. But not she hasn't actually played uh, no. during the regular season for no. Nebraska yet. So, nope. but Lexi Rodriguez, uh, this libero from last year, um, and then 
Merritt Beeson, the the transfer out. She plays outside hitter um, for for she played outside hitter for Florida and now now for Nebraska. Um, those are the two team captains for next year. Kind of interesting to me that you pick a transfer to be one of your captains. I know. Um, I I know that the football team has not picked captains yet, from what I understand. Um, and I it would be weird to me if Rule decided to pick like say this would be like Jeff Sims becoming captain. It makes sense. Like you understand, like they have leadership tendencies and that kind of stuff, but they don't understand the like the culture isn't there yet. So clearly, she must have a strong grasp of that, and the girls want to follow her. So that's something that is um, in- interesting in my view. Um, do you, do you have the same perspective there, Grandpa? Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I think that uh, Lexi is probably I she makes some plays there that are just jaw dropping. She's she's a one of a kind player. I maybe there have been better liberals. I don't know, but I I can't think of any any who match up with her. I really I just love watching it. She's probably my favorite player. I, she just lays herself out on that court for her team, and just is amazing. She sacrifices dental work and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she's always easier to find because everyone else is like 6'3", and she's I know, like 5'6", yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, it makes sense. That's why she's playing libero. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – it's. It, I mean, both those players obviously really good. I remember we talked about Merritt Beeson, I believe, a little bit when she transferred. And, yeah. Got, and, and she's definitely – going to bring a lot of firepower on that outside oh, hitter spot to Nebraska yeah. next year. And then, I mean, Nebraska is going to be hard to beat next year. This is, oh, this yeah. is a team that's and and also now you get the, uh, they, they have that fire in them because they, I mean, you, you lose two years ago, you lose really close to Wisconsin and we think, okay, this is going to be a year you can get back. You can actually win it. We looked at the bracket. We thought, all right, you can maybe end up with a Wisconsin, um, in the, in the semifinals or in the national championship, you're going to end up playing them again. And then it just, and then it just kind of fell apart for Nebraska in the, uh, I believe the quarterfinals. Uh, I forget when we finally, when we, yeah. when we got uh, beaten out, but, uh, it was kind of a shock and I'm sure they're all very upset about it. The players that are still there from last year and these players that are transferring, they want, they're coming to Nebraska because they want to win national championships. They want to, um, get, get that trophy that's been so elusive to them. Florida has been in the mix for the past four or five years and just, has maybe has got it done. I think they got it done once. I don't remember, but they've been very close a lot of times and it's got to be frustrating. So um, makes sense why Merritt Beeson would want to come here uh, to Nebraska. She thinks that they have the potential here to, uh, to win national championships. And I totally agree. I think that this team this year is going to be easily. I mean, if I don't, I think they do preseason rankings for volleyball. Of course they do. It's sports journalists. They do preseason rankings for everything. Um, And so I think that this volleyball team is just going to sweep through the regular season and it's going to come. I mean, the big 10 in volleyball is a tough oh, test when it comes to yeah. Wisconsin, when it comes to Penn state, when it comes to some of these other schools, Ohio state, Minnesota, um, some of these other schools are it's, it's rough. And if Nebraska can get through that relatively unscathed, I think that they will be a okay. And for a straight shot, at least to the national semifinals and, hopefully to a national championship berth and hopefully to a national championship win. You want to do a little Husker baseball? Uh, Will Bolt got a couple of uh, new coaches and one of yeah, them for sure. is not, I mean, he's not, well, he's new in terms of he's back being an assistant. He was a director of player development in the last couple of years. He was a head coach down at uh, A&M for 16 years. Did a great oh, wow. there. 
uh, and end up getting fired, which is crazy. Will Boat was on his staff at, at A&M. And so Rob Childers, the last time Nebraska was in the College World Series was 2005. Childers was the pitching coach. Now he's back being pitching coach. And uh, and I think uh, uh, might be doing some uh, recruiting as well. Uh, so so they got Rob Childress. He's back. He says this is he was meant to be here. And this is his role. This is this is uh, you know this is what he's put on earth to do. So that's great. And then uh, Mike Sirianni, uh, he's he's going to be working with the hitters and infielders. He comes from uh, Wichita State. And, um, so then, so then you add that in there and then you get, uh, Grant Clevinger, who was a great, uh, pitcher from Tulane. And he came, came there because of the contact, uh, that they had with, the with Rob Childress. Um, uh, and so things are, things are looking up for the, you know, the, the, uh, for Nebraska athletics. It's just like, wow, all this stuff is coming into play hopefully that will translate into wins and a lot of them for uh husker softball and uh, obviously uh, baseball yeah definitely and i i think it will as well. well we'll just have to see honestly but uh i i think that a lot of this the all the nebraska sports are kind of on the rise which is interesting um i i think a lot of it has to do with trevor alberts but that that's something we need to discuss at length at another yeah. time when we have more time so that could be really interesting just to see that correlation between the uh bill moose era of nebraska and then the trevor alberts yeah um era of nebraska so we'll see but yeah, the, the Nebraska baseball team ended the season on a high, as we talked about last week, and kind of, or sorry, two weeks ago. Last week was Jeremiah. Um, that was that was amazing. Yeah. Thanks to thanks to him again for coming on. Um, but yeah, two weeks ago we talked about all this all this stuff. So um, yeah, all right, you ready to do our QB room preview QB, here, well, Grandpa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Um, so there's this website that we're started using or at least grandpa found this which surprising to me he actually was finding stuff on the internet didn't know that was possible um <laughs> and um it's it's uh it's called rlads.com if anyone's looking they have depth charts for all nfl teams all college football teams um i think they might have mlb and other stuff on here as well but i think it's mostly football focused um and so we're just going to go through uh, that at least their depths aren't raking for what they have as the one, two, three, and four quarterbacks for Nebraska this year. Um, one, obviously Jeff Sims. I think that's pretty much a lock. Yeah. Uh, for for Nebraska, I, I with the departure of Casey Thompson, there's no one else that's really going to ch- challenge for any of that. Uh, number two and number three are kind of the contender uh, content. The ones that I have contention with a little bit. Um, and the, number two is Heinrich Harburg. Uh, and then three is Chubba Purdy. I understand where that ranking's coming from. I think that Heinrich Harburg has impressed his new coaching staff more than Purdy has. And to be fair, Purdy's been, I mean, we we were at the spring game. He was not playing super great. It didn't look like, like, I know he got injured at the end of last season. He's all healed. He's, he's healed and that kind of stuff. But uh, he didn't look great. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, it's or did he did he even play in the spring game? Am I forgetting this wrong? Or yeah, did he? he did. Yeah, he, oh, he did. Okay, I was thinking of Logan Smothers. That's why. Yeah. Um and yeah, it, it, Purdy just looked like nah. 
it, he hasn't looked great. I don't know if he's fully recovered from the ankle or if he'll ever be the same, but uh, he had a lot of promise coming into Nebraska and it's kind of just kind of died out. He's only a sophomore or he's a redshirt sophomore, I should say. Um, he's only a redshirt sophomore, but uh, it's, it is what it is. And it's kind of, uh, I don't know. It, it, what, are, what are your thoughts on those two and how they're, how they're ranked by our lads? Well, you don't know how much inside information our lads.com has. I thought it was kind of interesting that they'd have Heinrich there as the number two guy. I guess you got to put somebody number two right now and it's, it's June. Well, okay. I get it. I get it. Um, but Heinrich, I think Im- impressed the coaching staff in, in the, not only the spring game, but the spring camp. So I'm not, I'm not that surprised that he is in that position. I, I like this kid. From the beginning, I thought he comes from Kearney Catholic in Kearney, Nebraska. Uh, so I don't know. I guess that one of the the bit of a surprise, Jack Woke, I think that's the way he pronounces his name, W-O-C-H-E. Um, he came to Nebraska very unheralded. Uh, he's an old Miss. Tra- he pl- was playing for uh, Ole Miss last year. He's a uh, went to high school, graduate of the IMG uh, Academy. And I think they won the championship that year. I I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know the competition. I, I don't know that, but but he's six two two ten. I'm sure he's there for a reason that that they feel that the kid has a lot of potential. He has four years to to play. Um, Chuba is a sophomore, so he has three years. Uh, Heinrich has three years and. Then uh, Georgia, or, or excuse me, Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech, he has two years. Uh, so, you know, I, how would I rate the quarterback room at this stage? I don't, I don't really know. I think you got question marks. You, you're hoping that Jeff Smith Sims transfers into being the player he was at Georgia Tech. I mean, I don't know. And Hardenberg yeah. has never started a game in his life. Chubba Purdy has two starts, one at Florida State and one at Nebraska. Uh, Woke has never – I don't think I don't think he started a game at Ole Miss. No, he did not. So, uh, you know, I, I, it's it's a question mark. I know Jeff Sims will be the – probably the starter when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, August 31st at uh, Minneapolis – or Minnesota. So um, – but we'll have to see. It's uh, they got, you know, a summer camp or fall camp, excuse me, starts in uh, a, just a little over a month. July thirty first is when they. So that's next right. month that that fall camp opens for the Huskers. That's because of the early start. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And I mean, when you're saying these question marks that you have, it, like there's like Jeff Sims is really the only proven like at in a game. He's the only proven quarterback right. there. Right. Exactly. Um, as you said, Chuba has two starts, one at Florida State in the 2020 COVID season. Not really that that even that start. I've kind it's really like a half a start. So he's like one and a half because you don't have the crowd noise. You don't have the the, the atmosphere. The atmosphere isn't the same. And it, it, even at Florida State, you cannot the Florida State's atmosphere isn't as close to Nebraska's atmosphere. It's not you can't really compare it. Um, and so he really has one and a half starts and his one start for Nebraska was I was that I believe that was against Minnesota. Michigan last year or Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Um last year, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and we lost that game and I don't think he played super great. 
Yeah, um, right. and yeah. he just hasn't. He's kind, as I said, he's kind of been disappointing for a guy that came in with so much hype that we were excited to get him. That he had this all this potential, and he just didn't develop the way we thought he was going to. And I, I mean, it's weird to be talking about him like this. He is only a sophomore. Um, he's still got time, but it just seems like his his time to kind of secure a role in the Nebraska quarterback room was this year with the, all the chaos that went on with all the, the three quarterbacks transferring out right. and, and you get the transfer coming in. Um, obviously if the coach is bringing in someone transfer wise, they're probably going to have them be at least in their top two, or at least be competing in kind of their favor to begin with, unless they see otherwise as Jeff Sims is with Matt rule. And I, I think Jeff Sims, honestly coming in, that might be better for Nebraska just as Matt rule bringing him in because if Matt rule wants a quarterback that can run his style of offense and the way he wants to run his offense. And if he thinks Jeff Sims can do that and from what he's seen, then I trust Matt rule completely with that. And I think that that's probably the best course of action for Nebraska is to just, they need a solid basis. They need, okay, here's what works. I just pray that Jeff Sims doesn't get injured this year because right. if he gets injured, all heck is going to break loose in that quarterback room because yeah. then it's Harburg or Chuba, and then we don't know anything about Woke. So right. he could he could be contending for that spot too. Who knows? But uh, anything else you got here before we wrap it up here? Well, just uh, another Riola is coming, uh, at least to Nebraska, for the Friday night uh, lights uh, uh you know, they have these they're re- recruiting. There are also uh, just uh, sessions there that players get to see the coaches. The coaches get to see the prospective recruits. So Dayton is a 2026 recruit, younger brother of Dylan, of course. And he already, he has a scholarship offer from Nebraska. And it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I don't know if we'll be pulled or led, you know, on a wild goose chase uh, again. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know. I think he's, he impressed the coaches. He, he was outstanding in the, in the sessions that he was in. So we'll, we'll tuck that one away. That's another couple of years uh, that we can yeah. uh, talk about him, but that's, that's interesting that they, okay. So they lost out on Dylan, but they're not giving up on, on the Riola family. So maybe Dayton comes to Nebraska. Who knows? I, you know, it's a long way. Yeah. To- yeah, and he seems pretty excited about it. Just from what I've just I, again on Twitter, that's what I was. I saw him at first. I saw a post from Ariola, and it was like, "Oh, go big red!" And all this stuff. I was like, "Is Dylan just rubbing it in our face now? Like that is this is just me?" But and then I was like, "Oh, look, it's his little brother." Okay, we're cool. Um, and, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think he's he's definitely leaning there. He seems to have a stronger connection than Dylan does. I, he, obviously he's a little bit too young to have that star recruiting on it to be right. accurate at least. Yeah. So we'll see when, when that starts coming out next year after his junior year and, and all that kind of stuff. And then, then we can circle back to it then, but yeah, uh, quarterback room in total this year for Nebraska. It's going to be interesting. If Jeff Sims goes down, I think we got a huge problem last year. That wasn't a problem this year. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I doubt Heinrich or Purdy. I just don't don't know who I trust more. Um, right. The guy that's never started a college football game right. or the guy that has right. and has not looked good. So I don't know. And, and then you, you throw Jack Wilk in there as well. It's, it's, it's a complete toss up as to who I want yeah. to take over, but yeah. uh, I just hope that Jeff Sims stays healthy. We run the offense the way that rule wants us to. And we get a win against Minnesota on August 31st to start out the season and keep on rolling against Colorado and all these other yeah. schools. So, all right. Anything you got for the people nope. here, grandpa, before we sign off? 
Don't just tell your friends, tell your enemies. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the show. Uh, spread the word. Tell them about our Twitter. I've been posting a bit on there recently, uh, trying to get some recruit videos made this weekend now that I have some time. Uh, so, yeah, the, that Twitter is going to be at HBTH, all caps, and then Huskers Pod. Um, on Twitter, you can just search How About Them Huskers podcast on Twitter. It'll pull up for you. We got some videos on some recruits, and as I said, I'll get some more out. Then uh, next week, do we have an interview? I forget. No. We can, no. We need to set so, one up. Or we'll, we'll figure we do. So uh, we'll figure that out, but we'll be back next week with some more news. We'll talk some more College World Series. We'll talk some more Husker football news that breaks, maybe some recruits. Uh, but other than that, go, go Big, Big Red! red.